Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good afternoon and welcome. It's the Lori and Julia Show. My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. We're going to talk movies and maybe a little theater with Chris Hewitt later on in the hour. But of course, first and foremost, it is Give to the Max Day. We are making a strong effort to raise a, a good amount of money for one of our favorite groups of people in the whole world. And that is the Senior Chorus Alive and Kicking. Redefining aging. One person at a time. Oh, and if you've been to any of our shows... Um, you may have seen Alive and Kicking when we did our, our play at the musical, the musical mm-hmm. uh, Project Down and Dirty, the musical, what, four years ago now, I think it has been at um, the Pantages Theater. These guys were part of the performance. Lori and I spent, they were our charity that year, and we spent a lot of time with them and watching how they perform. And Michael Patrick um, Farrell is so amazing as their director, and it's just giving a voice to seniors who still want to be a part of a choir and they do rock and roll songs and tell personal stories and it's moving for everybody who ever has been to these. Yeah, they do small sure. corporate events, they do big shows. They're so fantastic. We're going to be talking to a gentleman, Chuck Pickett, who we've met before at 315 talking more about it. But our goal today is to raise some do-re-mi for Alive and Kicking. We have two different, three different ways you can do it. First and foremost, Donnie, can you play the song? Oh, yes, I'd be happy mm-hmm. to. <laughs> Yes, that's right. You can be in a suite with Lori and I Friday night, December 1st. You don't have to work the next day at the Excel Center um, to see Katy Perry. And we have 12 suite tickets to sell. Each ticket is $150. This goes to charity. You're in the suite level. If you've never been to suite, I just want to tell you where our suite is. It's sweet where our sweet is. It's right and on the side, there's a sweet before us. I think it is um, the paper, Star Tribune, and then we're right next to him with Hubbard. It's a sweet sweet. It's good viewing. We're going to have fun. We all have food. And um, tickets, just if you wanted to know for the Katy Perry show, the lower level are 178, and the club level, which is above us, is 128. So these are great tickets yeah. and we'd love to have you join us get some girlfriends together let's have a girls night out bring your kids katie perry um we read the review remember holly we talked mm-hmm. about a couple days ago and she um was at staples center and just how fantastic her show is she does 20 
songs. Yeah, it's a greatest hits thing, great poppy fun. And the ticket, the price of the ticket is going to Alive and Kickin'. So you're going to Katy Perry anyways. You want to be with Lori and Julia in the suite at the XL at Energy least we Center. Hope you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> of course they I do. promise not of to talk so much. Do. Yeah, no. let's be careful with the talking. <laughs> oh, no. oh, oh my goodness. Well, You've never been in a suite with me. <laughs> yeah. I'm sweet. Blah, 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 oh. blah. I like to dance. And well, I like- here's the thing. That's what's happening this hour. So there's Katy Perry tickets at the XL Energy Center on December 1st. It is a buy it now situation. So they are $150 a piece. And the way that you buy it now is you give us a call. 651-641-1071. Ryan, are you there to answer the phones? I haven't left. Oh, you haven't he left. Hasn't left. Right. He hasn't left. He sleeps here. Yeah, he sleeps <laughs> yeah. here in a, in a little cut. So right. Ryan is here to answer your calls to do the buy it now for and, Katy Perry. And this is just for an hour. Correct. So you have the 3 p.m. hour to buy in for Katy Perry. Awesome. Awesome. Yes. So we'll like that. And also, if you just want to donate money, you can go to my talk keyword um, give to what is our keyword, Holly? Someone else will know these details. Well, it's right on our front page. So if you just click on kicking it all day Thursday to benefit alive and kick in right there, you just click on the image and it will take you right there to bid on our auction items. And again, you can just donate right now on our website too. Yeah, yep. or that. give us a buzz and 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 we really promise you a good night. We're fine. You know, to give people an idea of, <laughs> of why Alive and Kickin', one of the things they need funds for is, as Julia said, they travel all over the place giving it performances. Well, they have to get there, right, folks? Right. And they have to have a way of transportation, and they don't have their own vehicle. They have to rent buses and things like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of what they do. It's huge. And we're yeah. going to talk a little bit more about that at 315 when we talk to Chuck Pickett. That's right. Who's in the Live and Kicking crew. So uh, the phones are ringing. Ryan's taking those calls. We're really glad about that. Um, I just wanted to go through a couple things because I was okay. in here yesterday. That's right. Thanks, you guys, weren't? for holding down the fort. Oh, yes. Oh, Donnie. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm that was really clever. Oh, a couple God. of things. Are we going to talk about your opinion about Sexiest Man Alive? No. 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 I'm not. No. no. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> You're done. Already, okay, that's your opinion. <laughs> we already beat that one. We already did All that right. one. Here are the couple things. All right. Um, disappointing news for Minnesota. Oh, we are well, not okay. going to be hosting the 2023 at World Expo. I feel like there's a hint of sarcasm in your voice, Julia, <laughs> no. because I remember you saying the other day that you did not care about the World Expo no. 2023. No, I think it would have been really good for Minnesota. Well, of course, and yeah. and um, I went to the World Expo like um, 19... Where? Um, in Vancouver. When oh. I was in college, sort of. Um, I was staying in Seattle okay. with friends. Um, I, I went to an expo. I have been to an you've expo. You've been to something like this. Um, but yeah. we didn't lose out to Lodz, Poland. Lodz. Lodz, Poland. No. no. But we lost out to Buenos Aires, Argentina. And so here's right. what happened when the assembly voted yesterday in Paris. Did you guys talk about this? No. Okay. After the first round of voting, Argentina and Poland each had 46 votes. And um, we had 25 votes. And okay. they, they're kind. They say with only 25 votes, the United States was limited. <laughs> well, Eliminated. you know, Eliminated. we gave Thank it the then. old college try. So oh, well. the second round of voting between Buenos Aires and Lodz, uh, Poland, uh, they came out ahead of it, Buenos Aires. So I just... Um, well, congratulations so for them. But it was them. the first time in 30 years that the United States even submitted that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it has been 40 years since the last World's yeah. Fair here, and it was in 1984 in New Orleans. So um, we gave it the old, yeah, gave it, it the it old college try. It didn't try. work well for New Orleans. Well, oh. They ended up in debt. The, the, well, this, this, a, lot, a lot of people didn't bother going. And is, as a matter of fact, Chicago 
was going to do it in 92. And after they saw what happened in New Orleans, they said, never mind. They were just like, never okay, mind. we're not yeah. doing it. Well, I hope that if you want to take a trip to Argentina in the year 2023, there's a reason. Go for it. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good luck to them. <laughs> Good luck to them. We wish you luck. Okay, so the phones are ringing again. The Katy Perry, Perry tickets to be in the suite with us, $150 per ticket. I think this would be a great gift. A girlfriend night. We hope you join us. Um, call 651-641-1071. When we come back, we'll talk to Chuck Pickett. And there is a big, big sports thought floating around Minnesota and I'm wanting to know because this is the sports station right oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, wanting, yeah of course I'm wanting to know if you guys think it's possible we'll be right back welcome back everybody um, we have an auction item we're raising money today on give to the max day for a live in kicking in just a second we're going to be talking with Chuck Pickett but in the meantime um, this hour we are auctioning off to be in the suite with Lori and I on Friday night, December 1st, for the Katy Perry concert. Sure. Well, there's no auction. It's a buy it now it, situation. It is. Oh, there so, isn't an auction. Donnie, I think that you just informed us that there is one, one left. Yeah, left. We, uh, one ticket left. Okay, That's and Brian is, is taking the phone calls. So six five one. into it. Six four one one zero seven one. Sell it. So we'll keep you posted on that. So we are delighted. Hi, Chuck Pickett. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today, hon? I'm alive and kicking. Oh, oh yes. I should have expected you to say that one. <laughs> okay, so so Chuck, tell us about what alive and kicking means to you, and how long have you been with them? Well, uh, about, I don't know, nine years ago, maybe, uh, I was out to a good friend's 90th birthday party, and our music director from the Shrine Chanters that I sang with, came up to me and said, Chuck, why don't you go over tomorrow and audition for this new group that's singing, seniors? I said, no, 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 no. So before the night was over, he convinced me to go, so I went over there and I auditioned, and oddly enough, uh, I made it. So I've been singing ever since then with the Alive and Kicking and uh, enjoying just about every minute of it. And And... You know, to how old are you? Can I ask? I'm 82. I mean, and so this just the songs you guys singing are rock and roll songs, and you know, Lady Gaga songs and and fresher songs. But everybody tells kind of a personal story, and Michael Patrick Farrell is so amazing with you guys. What is it about being a part of this this community, really alive and kicking? Well, like like you said. The, Population is getting older, and I'm part of it. And <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I need things in my life to keep me occupied and keep my mind going. And I realize that. And belonging to this group, we try to make all of our seniors, at least the ones we come in contact with, uh, feel the same way. Like they've got something to look forward to. They got something to do if they want to, and not just sit and wait for another day to go by. And when we go into some place and uh, greet these people and start singing for them. They're expecting us to come in and start singing some church music. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with church music. Absolutely. That's not what we do. We knock them off their seats, and they enjoy it thoroughly, and they keep wanting us to come back and back and back. And we had one fellow not too long ago that was relatively new in one of these nursing homes, and he listened to us. Pretty soon he was clapping his hands and tapping his feet and singing along. And when it was all over, the the people there, the in charge, they told us that this gentleman hadn't spoke a word since he had been there. Wow. And it just 
something about it, turned them on, and it got them going. Oh. Can't be the only one that's like that. So we get a lot of enjoyment out of meeting with these people and singing for them and giving them something to look forward to. And oh. you guys are really good. Oh, I yes. I mean, you guys can you can sing. Um, and I just love it that you're 82. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Chuck Pickett. He's a member of Alive and Kicking, a nonprofit senior singing group that just brings amazing energy and rock and roll and pop culture, pop songs to people in all different levels in our community, from nursing homes to corporate events to large functions at the Burnsville Arts Center. Um, to my talk performances. Oh, that's um, right. And I just, you know, getting to know many of you, the years that we've worked with you on, um, we were we did the Mystic Lake show, my talk, uh, Project Down and Dirty Rock and Roll, and Project Down and Dirty the Musical. I mean, just the joy in you guys' eyes and sit, watching you sit all sit around and talk to each other and all, you know, different ages that you have. Any, everyone from 61 to 92 are part of this group. And like Donnie said, you know, you bus all over the state. You need funds to take you guys on the bus rides and to pay for maybe some meals. And um, you do everything to, um, you know, the color coordination. I remember, um, I don't know who it was that wore a wedding dress in one of your performances recently. Oh, there's a lot of... We have a gal that takes clothing... <laughs> makes different outfits for different people. He's fantastic. And that's where a lot of our our outfits come from. But Michael Matthew Farrell decides what the dress is going to be, what the colors are going to be. And uh, uh, our, our Mary Poppins takes care of things. And if we can't find them in a store or a shop somewhere, she makes them for us. That's just oh, that's so great. cool. Now, Chuck, can you speak to uh, some of your favorite performances with Alive and Kickin'? What are the songs that you like to sing the most? Oh, boy. I, I like them all. We've sung so many for us. Uh, and Testing we don't the sing memory. the same ones each year. We've got new ones every year. Yeah, right. And we had, to, when we first started, the first show we did was... <laughs> you don't even want to know about it. <laughs> yeah, we do. But I think we do. Uh, it was it was at a, a women's luncheon at a, a big church, and uh, we sang, and we tried to sing, and we did sing, and they fed us, and we had a good time. They had a good time, but they deserved more than what they got. Lately, uh, oh, we just sing all kinds of music. Things that we sing now. When my kids were little and they'd be singing this music, I'd tell them, knock it off. We don't sing that music around here. <laughs> Turn that crap off the radio. Oh. And is singing them. So times have changed, but uh, oh, we do we do stuff that I, I like. I didn't like it all, but we learned to like it and we memorize it all. And So speaking about maybe some of the Lady Gaga music that you're singing, the more contemporary pop songs. Oh, gosh, we do... We do we do everything. Aquarius, Bohemian Rhapsody, Born This Way, Born to Be Wild, Everyday People, Forever Young, Gosh, uh, I Love Rock and Roll, Jambalaya, Lean on Me. Uh, people get ready. Photographs and memories. We just do all kinds of, of really neat songs that a lot. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. A lot of people know and a lot of people like uh, and they sing along with us and like I said, they tap their feet and get into it the best way that they can and that makes our day because we know that we've we've done something good for for them. Chuck, I've got a I've got a question for you. You have to learn so many lyrics to so many songs. Is that a good memory exercise for you folks? Well, I tell you, it works. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we, like I said, we didn't we don't use any music when we do our shows. I don't care where the show is. We don't we've memorized it all. I'm so impressed with that because when Lori and I, um, Seasons of Love was one of the songs we sang from Rent. Yep. We couldn't go off book. I mean, and you guys, you guys go off book right away. I mean, that's amazing. And I just want to say, um, in my experience with meeting you, Chuck, and the rest of the folks, you know, we've lost some folks since we um, have been working with you over the past five or six years in your group. New people join, and kind of the message. Remember, this one woman was telling me last time I think I saw you guys just how it changed her life. She had nothing to do. She didn't have anything to look forward to. And someone said, go do this. And how being a part of a community and a group and bringing seniors out to hang out together. Yes. Um, it just it makes my heart sing. So I'm so grateful for you being on our show today, Chuck. I'll be so grateful for anybody. We all will be here yeah. at My Talk. If you donate to Alive and Kicking, you can. If you just want to donate money, go to My Talk 1071, and it's right on the homepage there. Um, right. dot com, and click on that, and you can donate. Um, how are we doing on the Katy Perry tickets? They're gone. Oh, They're well. Gone. Well, Chuck, okay. thank you so much for Thanks, joining Chuck. us this afternoon. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank okay. You. Thank you, Chuck. So Lady Gaga's gone. We've got another special thing we're auctioning off next hour, a studio sit-in with us. So that'll be from 4 to 5. And again, you can donate at the MyTalk page. Um, and thank you, everybody, who is... I'm excited to meet all of you who is ever coming with Party. us. Party! And when we come back, we've got movies, we've got plays, we've got... MyTalk... Chris Hewitt in the studio from the Star Tribune joining us this afternoon. Chris, thank you so much for joining us. I'm delighted I could. All right, so we have movies to talk about and we have theater to talk about because that's what you're doing over at the Star Tribune, correct? You are the theater critic? Yep, I'm right yes. now theater. That is awesome. So let's start with some movies first. Okay. And uh, one, I'm just going to get it out of the way. I'm going to be selfish because I want to talk about oh. a movie that I'm very excited to see in theaters. It came out last weekend in limited release. It's Greta Gerwig's directorial debut, Lady Bird. 
And I think it actually goes to more theaters as of tomorrow, too. Great. I think it's less limited, at least. Uh, I don't even know who Greta is, but I'm sure she's great. Oh, gosh. Would we know her from something? I mean, she's been in mostly smaller movies. She was in Maggie's Plan. Oh, not um, Maggie's Francis right. Ha is Francis Ha. Both yeah. of those movies are so delightful. Oh, they are. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. tell, what is Lady Bird about? Is it about? It's about a young girl played by Saoirse Ronan. I love her. And apparently, it's somewhat autobiographical because she grows up in I think it's Fresno, Northern California, and she has sort of a difficult slash loving relationship with her mother, who's played by Laurie Metcalf, who's going to win an Oscar. And uh, she's kind of a musical theater kid. There are scenes of her auditioning for a production of Merrily We Roll Along, which is a personal favorite of mine. So I totally (laughs) love the little in-joke and in-scenes of these kids doing a show that's way over their heads. And it's just, it's mostly about her and her mom and what she's going to do with her life. So it isn't about Lady Bird. The Lady Bird Johnson? That's what I was thinking it was about. So I'm like, okay, she's a little young. No, Lady Bird is just a name. She, I forget what her real name is, but it's a name that she wants everybody to call her. And somebody says to her in the movie, oh, I'm not going to quote it quite right, but somebody says, so is Lady Bird your given name? And she says, yes, it's my given name. And they say, uh, w- w- did your mom name you after Lady Bird Johnson? She says, no, I gave it to myself. It's my given name. So she's oh, very me. strong. She's a very strong personality. You've probably, if you've seen the trailer, there's a scene where she's having a mom an argument with her mother while they're dri- her mom is driving her in the car, and she just opens the car door and falls out of the car to Lovely. get away from her mom. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. Well, but, you, of- but it's good. It's so good. It's really funny. It reminds me a little bit of the movies Jonathan Demi made before Silence of the Lamb, the kind of gentle ensemble comedies like Melvin and Howard is one, oh, Handle with Care is one. Yes. In that you... Even like people who are only on screen for five minutes, you love every single character in the movie. They all feel complicated and interesting and funny and sweet, and it's a really good movie. Oh, cool! And I just it's one of the best of the year. Yep, and it's everywhere this weekend. Is it okay? Yeah, yeah, that's good news. Um, Okay, what about? um, Let's see here, Mudbound. We've been. Gosh, I saw Mary Jane Blige on um, Kelly and Ryan earlier this week. She weighs like nothing now. I mean, she's a workout fiend. What? What's hmm. not? She's starring in this Mudbound, right? Or she has yep. a small part? Well, it's probably more a supporting character, but she's okay. a very prominent character in it. And it's about, it's kind of a complicated story to talk about because it takes place in two different time frames and in a white sharecropper family and a family that have been, uh, their family has been in slavery. Okay. And it's sort of about their conflicts over a period of years and the inner, the dynamics and the ways in which they're probably more similar than they realize and uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie, what's her last name? Mulligan is oh. also in it. And Garrett Headland, who's oh, a Minnesota yes, native, yes. grew up on a turkey farm way up mm-hmm. north, is in it. It's a really good movie. And it's made by a filmmaker, uh, D. Ryan, who's going to go places. She's great. Well, and isn't this kind of, they're talking about some Oscar stuff for Mudbound oh, totally. as well. So yeah, are all since... the movies kind of that right now that are coming out, not all of them, because Justice League won't be an Oscar um, no. one, but a lot Aww. of them right now that are coming out, kind of the Oscar. We're starting ones. to hit that season. Mm-hmm. We're starting and to hit- like Mudbound was at the Sundance Film Festival last January, so people already were kind of saying, "All right, this is one that's going to be a contender." But and we, they we can see that on Netflix, right? They knew it's on Netflix yeah. and and uh, also some theaters 
this weekend. I think not any theaters locally. Sure. And do you but. think that they're positioning Mary J. Blige uh, for some kind of Oscar? Because I've seen her taking play. Uh, uh, she's in the Hollywood Reporter's Actress Roundtable that they just put out the, the oh. other day. And, and yeah, she's talking about how she's losing herself in this role and she's not Mary J. Blige when she looks at herself on the screen. And is she good in this movie? She like, Do you think that movie. she could contend in oh, award season? Yeah, I think so. I don't think she's apt to be the winner because there are a couple. Uh, the other strong candidate is probably Allison Janney for the oh, Tanya. Harding I told you, she. I can't wait to see that movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it either. When is the screener? Oh my gosh, I cannot wait. When is that coming out? It's a ways away. You know, oh. I don't know the exact date, but that's a little ways away. Yeah, she looks amazing. Um, um, Margot Robbie. Yeah, no, the other one. And Allison, Allison Janney. Janney playing her mom. Yeah. Oh, it just and just, just the, vicious. Like just, I've read some of the dialogue she says in the movie, and it just it's definitely not sympathetic to her character. Apparently, it is sympathetic to Tanya. But oh, I know. Not so much the mom. I think it'll be interesting to see the other side. We always knew she was a tough broad raised on the you know tough side of tracks and not your typical ice skater because ice skating costs so much money for ice time. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she so fit the mold. Well, right. she trained in a mall. I know. I've actually been to that mall. Have you really? And seen the rink, yeah. Uh, what mall I, was it? This will be a good trivia it's in question. Portland. I went to the U.S. Figure Skating Championships. Oh, oh right. it was the last year Michelle Kwan won. Was that 2008, 2009? Anyway, and that mall is actually not too far from That's funny. where they were. Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so other movies um, that we haven't talked to you since they came out. Bad Moms Christmas. My friends are dying to see this. Because they love the first one? Yes. That is the problem. Mm. The first one was really fun. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a moms. fresh concept. These moms sort of they're, go rogue. They're and bad right. moms. Yeah. When they're out with their kids, they sort of get to do whatever they want. And really, they're very loving moms. And that's always sort of the backbone of the movie. We just but called that a girls' nuts. weekend. Yeah, it is a girls' <laughs> yeah. weekend, basically. That's what it was called when I was my kids were little. Yeah. yeah. It's basically that. But now, this one just feels kind of sour. I don't know if it's the Christmas element, maybe partly... And they're kind of sandwich generations because this time we meet their moms. And their relationships with their moms don't have the kind of sweetness that that first movie had in the relationships with the kids. They feel a little, I don't know, there's something about it that just like they push the harshness. Mean and aggressive. It's one of those things where I've noticed in a couple things that I've been watching lately where the line between humor and just meanness is is very delicate and sometimes you cross over and you just don't want to watch it. I'm thinking the latest season of Curb Your Enthusiasm comes to mind for me. Oh, oh really? Which I haven't seen, like, but I haven't I seen heard the same either. thing right. about it. So yeah. Bad Mom's Christmas is kind of suffering from the same thing. I'm guessing, yeah. yeah. You, gave it, you gave it two stars? Tone right. Yeah, probably that's All about right. right. All right, two I think stars. It's, I think it's the director. I don't. I think the material could have worked, but it just doesn't quite. And the women are great. I mean, the, the mom's moms are played by Susan Sarandon, uh, Cheryl Hines, and Christine Bransky, all of whom I love oh, great. and oh, want to see in movies. Yeah. Who's the director? You know, I'm trying to remember who the director is. Well, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't stop my head of, think of it. Because they've got a good cast. You wonder why they went through a good director at it. Yeah. All right, well, here. All right, well, you're looking that up, Holly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Murder, on the Ori- Ori- Murder on the Orient Express. I'm a very tough audience for Murder on the Orient Express because I think you maybe remember about a year and yeah. a half ago I finished reading all, all of the, the Agatha Christie books. He, <laughs> in order. There's no one that reads my book than Chris Hewitt. Is I your really blog don't. about it still up? It is. Okay, where can uh, people go and read Chris, that? Chris and Christie.tumblr.com. Um, and... So I've read all those books several times, actually. And I'm a big fan of the Murder on the Orient Express movie that came out in 1974 with Albert Finney and Lauren Bacall and Anthony Perkins and John Connery and Vanessa Redgrave. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a crazy Ingrid Bergman who won an Oscar for it. Right. 
And this one is just not as good in literally every single element you can name. Mm. It's not as glamorous. It's not as witty. The cast is good, but not as good. And it just feels like, why do it again when it exists in this maybe kind of almost perfect Okay, well, well again, the you know, there's a lot of remakes that have been mm. happening, and they thought that maybe they could... And, could have one. Well, in this version, the Murder on the Orient Express, it's not like they're updating it for modern times or putting right. a different spin on it. They're just telling the same story. Yeah, as it the still one takes in the 70s. place in 1936 or yeah. whenever it is, and and the story is pretty much the same. They t- attempt to add some kind of actiony elements that we really wait? do not work. Should we wait till it comes out on DVD? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's worth seeing. If you're a big Michelle Pfeiffer fan, she's probably the one who has the makes the strongest. Did Johnny impression. Depp look good? <laughs> no, he looks sweaty Ooh. and an odd color, mm-hmm. and, and his some, mustache is uneven too. By well, the way. some facial scars have been yep. added. I think we're supposed to believe that maybe he's been in a knife fight. He's kind of okay. a rough character. Well, he's a gangster. All right, so I want you to compare that to. Have you watched the threesome video that uh, Marilyn Manson just put out, starring Johnny Depp? No. Oh, where have you been, Chris? That's two days old. We're going to watch that during the break. When we come back with Chris Hewitt, we're going to Hewitt. We're going to talk about your new role being a theater critic and some of the great shows that people should be planning about for the holiday season. You're listening to Lori and Julia. This is My Talk 107. I'm never going to say no. All right. Bring the lights down low, baby. That's the title of that song. If you're playing whatever that song, Silly Game Shazam, sometime in the future and you want to know the name of the song. And we'll be playing that tomorrow, by the way. Lights down low. (laughs) Lights down low. Okay, Chris Hewitt is with us. And Chris Hewitt has recently um, moved to the west side of the river. And he's working with um, the Star Tribune, and you are the new theater critic there. And we have questions for you. So this oh. is like, it feels like two for Tuesday, because we can get you to do movies, and we can get you to do plays. So I got it all, baby. Yeah. You got it all. Well, all we've right. always known that. And you've been with <laughs> us for 15 years, and every time he comes, he brings some version of Red Licorice. Today we're having the fabulous nibs, which I think are the the home run. The yeah, cherry this is flavor. A good alternative. But I mean, like every time you've been on our show, so thank I you. I might sweetie. have forgotten once or twice. Like, that's it. That's <laughs> it at the most. Okay, so tell us about the. You saw the Grinch at Children's Theater. Mm-hmm. Tell me about it. Well, so I was a little skeptical because remember that Jim Carrey movie? Yes. That completely missed the point of the whole story. Right. Awful. So I was like, I. I think it's maybe a more delicate story than it seems. And the Dr. Seuss, I mean, obviously really. We watched that great movie so many times. Oh, it's so good. You could watch it every year and never get sick of it. Every year. You're talking about the cartoon version. The cartoon right. version. Okay. Yep. That's Boris what I'm Karloff. talking about. Yep. So, no, but I'm even talking about the Jim Carrey one. We didn't have a oh, lot of Oh, you watched taste. that one? Oh, gosh. All the time. I'm not a fan. But so I went to the show with a little bit of trepidation, and it is fantastic. The guy who plays the Grinch, Reed Sigmund, who's a little bit like Boris Karloff, but I would say way crazier and potentially meaner. In fact, the friend who um, saw it with me turned to me and said, it's like he's Joan Crawford or something. Oh, my gosh. Okay, that is fantastic. He's really over the top. (laughs) Are the kids just going, ooh, ooh? Because I love love the audience, I'm sure. He actually gets entrance applause. Like the second he walks on stage in his green costume, the kids are like, oh, we love the Grinch. And then the other thing that's really good about this production which is, you know, probably a little bit more than 90 minutes, not counting the intermission. So mm-hmm. much longer than the, the cartoon is. But it does not feel padded in the way that some of those, like, Disney stage musicals sure. have, like Beauty and the Beast, which are like, yeah, an hour less would be a lot better. Mm-hmm. Right. It just feels perfect. And the little girl who plays Cindy Lou Who, her name is Mabel 
Weissman, I think, is astonishing. And in the show, much more so than the cartoon or the book, Cindy Lou, who is a really prominent character who basically is sort of a worthy foe for the Grinch. In Mm -hmm. fact, she's stronger than he is. Sure. That kid is great. And the two of them together are amazing. And in fact, afterwards, I used to work at CTC a long time ago. Okay. And the music director is the same guy, so he was in the pit. And I went down and chatted with him after, and I was saying, holy cow, that little girl is really good. And he said, you should have been at rehearsals. She and Reed, who plays the Grinch, would be like doing a scene, and they'd finish it, and she'd go, you know what, Reed? What if we tried this way? She's like Stop seven it. or eight. So Stop she's a, she's a she's an adult. Yeah, she's a living in a child's body. Mm-hmm. I don't know. She seems very. She doesn't have like that creepy kid sure. performer thing. She just seems very much like she's she self aware and she knows and, what she wants. I love yeah. her name, Mabel. Mabel's a good name. Oh, you know a, that's Tracy Ullman's daughter's name. Oh, that's <laughs> a good fact. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. I love that name, Mabel. That's the only okay, other one I know. I guess. But now the book. Everyone loved the book, The Curious Incident of the Dog in Nighttime. I've never read it, but I remember when that was out, and everyone just loved, loved, loved that book. And so the Mixed Blood Theater is putting on that production. Tell us about that. It's really good. You know, people might have seen, there was a touring production that played at the Orpheum. A couple years ago? No, it was more like a year ago. I think it might have been last December, now that I say that. And that one was kind of flashy and glitzy and big production, and it worked probably for that size of theater. You have to be flashy and sure. see, but it also overwhelmed the story a little bit, which is a kind of a small story. It's what this is the kid, story? This kid who has, it's told from his perspective, and he only has possession of some of the facts, but he's, let's say, 17 or something. He has autism, and the neighbor's dog dies. Somebody kills the neighbor's dog oh. with a pitchfork. And he loved the dog, and he doesn't understand why anybody... He doesn't understand a lot of things. He doesn't like people to touch him. He doesn't understand why people sometimes lie. He doesn't understand metaphors. So he has this kind of altered worldview that actually helps him be a kind of a good detective as he's trying to figure out who killed this dog. And he begins to discover things about his own life and about his parents. And uh, it's sort of a journey, almost kind of a coming-of-age story for this kid. And it's really beautiful. And the mixed blood version is kind of a spare, smaller take on it. And the main actor who plays Christopher is the kid's name is fantastic. Can he, you take kids like 12 plus to this? Uh, there's yeah, there's some some rough language, but that's about it. I mean, there's no nudity. There's no violence. And they could follow it and everything. I think so. Do you think they would be interested in watching this play? I have out of town guests coming and I'm trying to think of where we're going to go. I think they might be, and they might even be familiar with the book. I don't know. I think it's a book that is read in some schools Mm -hmm. now. And one thing that's really interesting is this cast is super diverse in terms of gender and uh, ethnicity and ability. The main actor has cerebral palsy. Oh, sure. And one of the actors who uses a wheelchair, even though the character isn't necessarily written to use a wheelchair. Oh, that's cool. It works beautifully, Uh and it's such a gorgeous message for you know, inclusion to everybody in the audience. So right. it's a it's a terrific production. And that's such a great theater to see shows in. It is. I love that. It's so intimate in there. I just love, I love the mixed blood. So that's the curious incident of the dog at nighttime. And then I'm so excited about this, but it isn't out yet. Um, the new Jane Austen show, Christmas at Pemberley. Yes, I'm going Friday night. I can't Where's wait. Where's it at? It's at the Jungle. And Christina Baldwin, who people know from, God, wait, dating back to Theater de la Jeune Loon days, but she's one of the top... Uh, actors in town is making her directing debut and it's essentially it's newly written it's essentially a sequel to pride and prejudice where the middle daughter is at mary is now sort of trying to find love and it's christmas time and jane austen's era which i never knew before is the era when we first had christmas trees so it's like wait a second she's mm -hmm. the what she was the one that first 
Coin Christmas trees? Not Jane Austen, oh. but in her era. Oh, the it, English okay, first okay. started using them. Oh. And so that's happening in the show. And oh, I love they, Jane Austen. So it's I kind of like Jane Austen fanfic. Kind of. Brought to life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there have been a lot of these kind of offshoot. Uh, that Longbourn book was one of those. There have been quite a few of these. But oh. I like the idea of one at the holidays. Because I, I don't do think too. we ever celebrated the holidays with any of her characters that I can remember. Oh, wait a minute. I don't know. I can't remember any. And yeah. you said it's at the jungle? Yep. Starting okay. fire. Actually, the first preview was last night. So it's already running. But opening night is tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. How fun. And yeah. then, uh, all right. So these are, so the Grinch is going through the holidays, right? At Children's Theater? It goes Theater? a long time. I think it closes like January 10th. Ish, oh, nice. Something like that. So you've got plenty of time. I'm excited Great. about that. All right. So I've got, you've got to weigh in on this because I know you read the book, The Goldfinch. Yes. Yes. And um, Warner Brothers is adapting it into a movie. Yes. And Ansel Elgort is going to play Theo. I mean, he's too old. Okay, whatever. <laughs> okay. But Goldfinch tells the story of a young man named Theodore Decker who survives a terrorist bombing at a an museum. art museum mm-hmm. and at an attack that kills his mom. From there, he tumbles through a series of adventure and finds himself living in Vegas. I wanted to read this book. My mom read it. It just felt too thick for me. It was well, five fifty. That's just too thick. Was it five fifty? I think maybe it, it was only five, but it felt I, very thick. I think it actually might be more than that. But if it is five fifty, it can lose one hundred and fifty really easily. Because I did read it, and it to me was great. This like sort of. Page turning right. adventure, you know right. what's going to happen next. It kind of keeps shifting places, and then all of a sudden, like around let's say page four hundred, it takes a turn that I was not interested in at all. Sure. So I'm interested interested to see if the movie is going to maintain all of those. I don't think you can cram it all into one movie. No. It's more of a miniseries type book. So maybe they're just going to get rid of stuff. Well, she's in, um, and and Sarah Paulson will play Zandra, the girlfriend of Theo's father. I don't really remember that character, but all I'll right. watch Sarah Paulson in anything. All right, fine. I will, too. What about Prince Harry and William? Our Prince William are going to have cameos in Star Wars. The new one that's coming out, The Last Jedi, they're going to be, they've already shot. It's obviously coming out December 15th. Huh. And they're stormtroopers. Oh, so wait, we're not going to really even... Nope. You're not going to see him. It's no. kind of like the Daniel Craig thing <laughs> yeah. in the previous Star Wars movie where he was a stormtrooper, allegedly. We did, we never saw his face. And didn't we hear that maybe Tom Hardy's in this one, yeah. too? Yeah, he is. Also, also is a yeah. stormtrooper. Storm so they're well, going to be the storm. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, Queen Elizabeth is in it as a stormtrooper. <laughs> and so is her corgi. Totally. <laughs> That'd be so cute if you saw a little corgi face peeking out. Yes. Okay, so they are going to be in the scene. Um, the scene occurs when Finn is in an elevator with the four stormtroopers who are delivering him somewhere. So that's when you can say, there's Prince Harry, there's Prince William. They should have like captions on the screen or like arrows pointing to... Like they used to do like a pop Paris bubble, Hilton remember that? Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Okay, Titanic is coming back to theaters. Can you believe it's its 20th anniversary? I can. Well, if you think about the fact that that was kind of like when... I mean, they were already around, but when Kate Winslet and... Leo became stars. Mm-hmm. I saw it at the Dyna movie theater. We had to sit in the first row. My sister and I snuck out from the kids. I had kids then. Oh, I thought and, you left uh, in the of the movie. movie. Yeah, no, I was no, like, all right. No, no. But we, I would refuse to sit in the first row, but I'm like, we have to because I have a break for my kids. You know, they were like one in one. Do I you mean, like this movie, Julia? I did Titanic? like Titanic the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. When it's on TV, I watch parts of it. Because I always I thought there were some clever parts. Oh well, uh, my recollection is that anything that had to do with the boat was just 
spectacular. Yeah. And I would watch it again in a minute. And anytime anybody opened their mouths, I kind of hated it. But it's been a long time since I saw it. Like, I probably saw it twice around the time it opened. So. It's going to be in theaters December 1st, and they're going to do it in Dolby. I mean, that's the way to see it. Those ship capsizing scenes, holy moly. They're, they're nuts. That was so good. Really All right. Good. Thank you, honey. How do people hey, follow you in your new job? Uh, I'm on Twitter as Hewitt Strib and then at the StarTribune.com website. Cool. Thank you. Congratulations. There are all Thank statistics about why you should get an annual mammogram.